Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Westworld Season 2, Episode 5, it's called Akane no Mai, so full spoilers for the episode as always, and this was the much anticipated uh, journey into Shogun World and yes. all, all the secrets that, that that was going to hold and um, first of all I just want to praise how good it looked. Like, it, it legitimately felt like a different world. It felt like, like we're in a different climate. It felt like we're in Japan now, not not the West. Yeah, no, it would look fantastic. Yeah. So, because I, I wasn't sure what I was expecting, but I was generally kind of like, oh, man, that's just, that's, it looks like they've literally went and you, filmed well, What you're Japan. saying is you were expecting cheaper. Yes, I was expecting cheaper. I guess that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But it felt authentic, and even some of the actors they had here, uh, Mishashi, or, I mean, I could just call him Shogun uh, Hector, but I remember his name because Mishashi is the name of the samurai in the samurai trilogy, uh, Mishashi Miyamoto. So as soon mm. as he said his name, I'm like, oh, uh, I don't know if it's a reference or what, but because uh, I think one of the things that is worth mentioning here, there's an obvious parallel between samurai films and westerns yes. and how many samurai films have been remade into westerns, and that even serves as kind of a joke. In this episode, when we realise, oh wait, Sizemore recycled several plot elements and characters between the two worlds. I, I you know, you kind of realise pretty early on, you know, you, they're walking into town and they're going, this seems familiar. And then you hear the music. Yeah, and, and it's, like, it's painted black. I know black. what's going on here. Yeah, painted black, which of course we got the western, you know, player piano version of that. Last yeah. last season, like way back like episode one or two. It was a pilot, yeah. It was the first one. Yeah, uh, and then this was the the Eastern Japanese version of that, and it was it was Shogun Hector, Shogun Armistice. It's exactly then, the same, showing up to rob the yeah. town. And we we see Shogun Maeve, of course, uh, Akani, who we, we come to learn uh, worth knowing her name, I think, because it seems like she's going to be sticking around at least for a little bit. Yes, it seems that way. So we get these and. That this gives us a chance for like Maeve to kind of reflect on herself because she's like seeing this other version of herself and she has this kind of mother-daughter relationship with. Because at first I was going to call this other character uh, Shogun Clementine, but I don't think it's quite that. This was, this is where it differed a little bit. It's, it's a little bit of a, a mix between Clementine and her daughter. Yeah, you got those vibes and. Uh, and of course, Sizemore's defending himself. Well, you try writing three hundred stories in a week, like three <laughs> weeks. On. To be fair, but, I mean that's sell a hundred stories a week. I'm I'm on his side here. Yeah, no, which tough. I, which tells me I don't know is he just exaggerating for dramatic effect, or was was this kind of a rush job? To you know, he says that the whole point of this park was for the people who thought Westworld was too tame. Yes. So was this kind of a, just a rush job to you know please shareholders almost? Of so, yeah, go on then, do something. Yeah, I wonder if it's like over time that they've they've you know fleshed it out. But when it first opened, a lot of those original stories were just recycled stories from Westworld. Yeah, because they're uh, just easier yeah. there. Uh, anyway, I mean, it works well enough. But it's really funny as they realise that it, this is like them and like Armistice sees you know her Japanese version with the tattoo in the face, and she's like, "Yeah, it's us." It's, yeah, <laughs> the dragon instead of the snake. Yeah, uh, no, it's good, good stuff. Uh, that, that was really cracking me up. Also, we had ninjas. Did have ninjas, and I love that Sizemore was like, "Ninjas? There's not supposed to be ninjas here." Yeah, ninjas, or even the Shogun army when they show up, he's like, "They're not supposed to come out of town. What's yeah. happening here?" Uh, I, I love the way that he realizes it's all gone wrong because you know you have the, the emissary there, uh, you know, pleading with a kind of going, "Hey, you know, come on, you got to give us her," and and he says, "Yeah, you, know, you know, she realizes she's got no choice," and then she just stabs him in the eye. 
Yeah, because she's supposed to give her over. That's supposed to be the story. Yeah. And instead, she stabs him in the eye. Uh, and of course, we have to talk about Maeve, uh, her new ability that comes up in this episode. She's getting strangled by a ninja. And if I, even before we get to that, it's worth mentioning that at first they don't respond to her commands. And Sizemore even points out that as soon as he like, he speaks to them in English, they should switch to English. And I thought that was neat because I was thinking about this. If people come to this park, they're programmed to switch to whatever language the person speaking to them is speaking in, which is a neat way of doing it, you know, because you can't have subtitles, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but she, but he's like, hey, you, if you can understand them and speak to them in Japanese. Like, all of you will have all of the languages in your programming somewhere Base deep. Code. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she like accesses that. So she, so she starts giving them commands in Japanese. So she starts being able to do it again. Uh, but then she's attacked with the ninjas. They're, they're coming there, and you know, in retaliation for not giving up the girl, and she's getting strangled. She can't quite say the words, and eventually she's almost dead. And then you just hear these whispers. In Japanese in her head and the guy just like walks over and just impales himself on like a spike yeah and you know, so I, I, was, I think it's pretty clear this is her manipulating the mesh the, the mesh network mesh, yeah right we, we learned about this last week two weeks ago whatever it was a couple of weeks it wasn't last week it was last week yeah I was, I was with uh, Charlotte there in the, the basement yeah uh, place um, so we established that they there is some information being passed between hosts just, just you know, wirelessly. There's just there's something yeah. there happening. Do you know, do you know what's just a, an interesting implication of, of the, the this particular usage is that there's been a, a theory for a long time that, you know, Ford, the body that got killed, that was a host, right? Mm-hmm. And I've, I never paid it much attention. But this is the one part of me thing that's maybe look at that and go, huh, you know, maybe. Because he could always manipulate the hosts without saying anything, unlike anyone else. And he did some hand gestures, which is you know, which wrote it off. Which is and but now I'm going. Okay, was he a host and manipulating the, the the network? And the hand gestures were just for show. I think I'm going to have to. I think right now I would be disappointed with that twist. That's fair. I think right now I'd be disappointed with that. But they could do more. Like if it if it if it keeps going deeper with this whole, he's still manipulating everyone. And if it builds up to a point where it feels like it would actually be more beneficial to reveal that he's still out there somewhere and he's still playing games, then I could I could be swerved. I, I, if they, if they give me the right dramatic elements, I could be swerved. Yeah. But right now, I think I'd be disappointed if that if he didn't really no, die. No, that's fair. And like I said, I've not been super onto this theory. It's just been you know I feel like it's been suggested that pretty much everyone's a host at this point, and yeah. some of them are bound to be right eventually. <laughs> Yeah, was, like, people were thrilled they got Bernard right, and I'm like, okay, there was a point when they started hitting that, it's sure, but like everyone, everyone guessed everyone was a host before that. Right, <laughs> Someone exactly. had to turn and, it right. And everyone's <laughs> doing it again now, and so this one I've always written off, but this is the first thing where I've gone, maybe, maybe that that explains that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, that, there's something there to that, but uh, it also doesn't mean that that's necessarily true. I mean, it could just be that Ford implanted himself with like a chip that let him. Yeah, and you know it. he did do the hand gesture, so it could be they legitimately were enough for him to control them. Yeah, somehow uh, the programming he put in them. Yeah, it could just be extra programming that he put in just for him. You know, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of possibilities. I think, uh, but that was the thing. As soon as she, did, I mean, I didn't even necessarily think of the mesh network right away. Like it was, wasn't until later in the episode that I remembered that being a concept. It, it was just before this. I just thought. Oh, she's just tapped into the network. I just assumed there was a network. I'm like, oh, wait, we actually get told about this. There was a mesh network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's I was only like, when they're in close contact, though. 
But this is like, no, this is like wireless, like she's just speaking in their heads. And obviously she can't do this to humans, she can only do this to other hosts, but it's this weird robot telepathy she now has. And it's fascinating, and I love the reaction from the ninjas, and then later on the Shogun and his army, is that she's a witch. That's what they see her as. That person, before he impales himself, just shouts that she's a witch. Yeah, it's it's actually really cool. That is exactly how they should be reacting, and it's great. Yeah. And obviously they go off, they want to get the, the girl back and Maeve wants to help and Sizemore questions this and she's like, no, like, stop, stop, like, making it, like, writing us to be in love with people and then being mad at us when we do. Like, it, there's, some of this is real, even if you think it's all code. Um, worth mentioning, he steals, a, like, a phone off of a, of a dead body yeah. at one point. But, uh, they go to the, the, the Shogun's camp and they've got this whole ruse planned, but the Shogun's smart enough to prepare for them. In fact, he makes lots of his men cut off their ears so they can't be spoken to by the witch. Yeah, which, I mean, was a little weird because, I mean, he, he doesn't know about, you know, it's telepathic now, so that's fine. Yeah. But he immediately then, he's like, no, no, they're, they're deaf now. They've got no ears. And then immediately gives them a verbal order. It's like, go and do this. And they get up and do it. Um, did he make a hand gesture as well? He might have done, maybe. Yeah. But it, it just struck me as really weird that he immediately turned and spoke to them. That never stuck out to me, so I, I don't know if it was... Like, if there yeah. was like a, a gesture of some kind that made it clear what he was wanting. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming that the guards close to him like always get the same commands, so it's probably yeah, it could be. straightforward in that sense. Uh, but, of course, he knows who they are. In his backstory, he knows Akani, uh, Akami, sorry, not Akani, uh, and he's like, oh, you will dance with her, and you can have her back if you dance as well, because uh, yeah, the idea that she's not danced in years, and she agrees, and there's a scene between her and Maeve where, or Maeve overhears her talking to her daughter, uh, her daughter-like figure, and yeah. she is basically telling the same backstory that Maeve had. About coming to the you know the sh- these shores and now you can do anything you want and obviously that's a lie because she's programmed this is all a game everything's controlled and like Maeve finishes the sentence and then you sort of see how it like parallels her story and she's even like hey like I'm going to leave this place I'm going to find my daughter and get out and I can take you two with me she she's empathizing naturally and because it's worth mentioning like, that this Maeve this you know Akani she also she she ran the geisha house you know the yeah. Japanese version of the of the she was the, the madam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so all these parallels, and then when they actually do get out to dance, the shogun just comes up and stabs the daughter and says, "Yep, keep my promise. She's yours now. <laughs> now dance." And of course, Maeve's having flashbacks: a man in black killing her daughter and herself, yeah. and all these things, and she feels defenseless. And she dances, she dances. It's gone on for a bit, and I'm Put sure to a, a fantastic cover. Of uh, Cream by Wu Tang Clan. Joe, yeah, I was just going to say, I'm sure this was a cover or something. I was never going to recognize it. No, okay. No, uh, it, yeah, great classic hip hop tune. Yeah, even you telling me what it is, I have no idea what that track is. Yeah, well, I mean, you know Wu Tang Clan, though. I've heard least, of the right? Wu Tang Clan, yes. Yeah, cool. Yes. Um, I couldn't name you who was in the Wu Tang Clan, though. There's, there's lots of them. Outside of Ice Cube, was he in the Wu Tang Clan? No. No, okay. Who was the one that was in Luke Cage? There was the one in Luke Cage. RZA. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> hip-hop, clearly not my forte. Uh, yeah. So, and then we get the most brutal death the show might have had up until this point, where she has a, a little, a little, basically, <laughs> just a little knife, and she saws through his head, around his head, through the mouth, and then... I love that afterwards you can kind of see yeah. it swiveled round. 
it was. It's kind of it's high enough to the side. It's like it's still attached to the the the, the side. Yeah. It's kind of hanging off like that. It's it's gloriously bu- uh, brutal, uh, and and that's when you know May has been like sort of obviously she's like she can't command these powers yet, and this is kind of when she finally gets like a hold of them, and she's like, oh, I found my new voice. It's time to use it, and she. Just turns them all on themselves. Yeah, they all start like attacking each other, and then yeah. there's like a, a literal army of hundreds coming after them. Yes. And Sizemore's freaking out, and then she's like, "Nah, it's time to use my power." And she like she has a, a katana herself, and she's ready to go. And that's kind of mm. her big ending. I was actually surprised when it ended. I, I really thought we had like another ten minutes <laughs> or something left. It was a very quick ending. Yeah. Yeah, it was shorter than I was expecting. And funnily enough, I would argue that it perhaps should have been a little shorter. Because I actually think the Dolores and Teddy stuff was a bit longer than it needed to be for what it was doing. I agree, but it's funny you say that because this is like the shortest episode of the season, I think. It is, and I think that's just maybe telling us that maybe another subplot should have been here. and Not instead of, but like another subplot. Alongside. Yeah, like maybe there was just too little in this episode because it was mainly just the Maeve stuff. There was one scene with Bernard... At the start, yeah. yeah. That, was, that was how we opened the episode. That was how we opened the episode. And that was like them saying, oh, 30% of the, the hosts have got nothing in them. It's like they've been wiped clean, but with, with no trace of anything ever being there. And the, the data like, banks have been like destroyed. Yeah, they, they mentioned the cradle. Yes. Which I thought was interesting. I'm like, okay, what is this cradle? Like, they, they mentioned how it, you know, it stores all their IP. So, like, okay. And presumably the ones that still have data in their heads, they can just get it from there. But Yeah, but what happened to the, the rest of them? Well, I assume Dolores may have something to do with that. I mean, you, you would assume. Possibly that is a logical assumption, yeah. Uh, but what? So that's interesting, but ultimately that's all we get of that stuff in this episode, right? And it, it's, it's mainly just the Maeve stuff in Shogun World. And the Shogun World stuff is really interesting and fascinating. It's great mm. seeing the different versions of stuff. It's great seeing the whole them thinking she's a witch. and It's it's all these just beautiful parallels, yeah. which, again, like you, know, you said at the start, it, it works so perfectly because of the history in cinema between yeah. these two types of, types, types of film. I mean, I saw the complaint just briefly having glanced online that uh, some people thought the Shogun stuff was too predictable and I felt like, well yeah it kind of was, but that's because it's it's paralleling what's it, already came. It, uh, yeah, but it's it's predictable. To, I mean, I, I guess the the meta look at this is, is Sizemore going, hey, we just copied and pasted it yeah. because it was easier. You can kind of criticise the writers for doing that. But I think for what it did for Mabe's journey, I think it, it really works for me. Yeah, it, no, I think it serves its purpose. I think the Shogun stuff's really good. The, the Dolores stuff, like, I think there's obviously some points we have to make here. We have to make the point that, okay, they're in, they're back in the town, Sweetwater, they're gearing up the train for themselves, and the ending, of course, is that she's going to rewrite Teddy. She's not happy yeah. that he's compassionate, because he, obviously, she tells a story about the cattle dying, and, uh, like, he's like, oh, I'd give them a shelter so they're away from the flies who are infecting them. And she's like, no, no, we burn half the bodies. She's basically Thanos. That's just, <laughs> she's basically got Thanos logic. <laughs> and she's, they have, like, a big sex scene and it's all very, you know, sensual and, like, passionate. And maybe, the I don't know if it's the first time they've had sex since they've been awakened. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. so it's maybe the most passionate they've ever been. And... I like the small touch though that she picks up the can. You know how we always did that thing where she drops the can and he picks it up? Yeah. Uh, or someone else would pick it up, you know, William, for example. If, if whoever was in the yeah. story, yeah. Um, but she actually goes into the store and she picks up the can herself. And it was just yeah. this nice thing where she's taking control. It is, uh, yeah. She's not got someone to come and save her then. So, so it was that nice little sort of thing. But... Just think about it. Have, have we ever seen them have sex at all before? Oh, she had sex with William, yeah. 
No, no, no. A teddy. Oh, a teddy. Um, we may not have seen them have sex, no. I don't think they have. So that that meant that this could have been the first and only time. It could have been. I mean, they've been replaying their romance like so many times that I have to assume that. Right, but their romance never seemed to get very far. You know, he comes into yeah. town. It's like, oh, we'll, we'll go away, and then that's it, right? He he saves her and then dies. That's true. They might never have done that before. You're right. Yeah. But it's definitely the first time they've done it since they're sentient. Definitely, yeah. Uh, and you know, he's kind of like realizing what he is. He even mentions that he's he's kind of starting to come to terms with what he's becoming. Actually, it, there's a small moment I really like with Clementine. Actually, oh, it's when she she's in the back in the whole house and, yeah. and realizes what she is. And she's watching the other one sort of say her old dialogue, and she's kind of mouthing it along with her, and she just looks like she's yeah. destroyed. It's, it's oh, a really good, fantastic piece of acting. Yeah. She's great. She's, I mean, obviously she's a smaller character, but everything they're doing with her, like, subtly, when she's, like, showing up as a zombie, has actually been really entertaining so far. But, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Teddy, like, I just, I feel like there was too many scenes of this, and ultimately, like, okay, I get that Dolores, where she is now, and she's going off to deep end, because it's, it's like she's, you know, Dolores at first, then she goes a bit more Wyatt towards the end, and, like, no, mm-hmm. no, Teddy, you must be, like, a strong soldier, and she's got the techie guy, like, making him different. And I think what was interesting to me is, you know, we've been saying for a few episodes is, is, is Teddy aware or not? Is Has he got free will, or is it just Dolores, right? And it seems like he's starting to get there, but now she's going to reprogram and take it away. Right, I think that's the, the, the tragedy of, of yeah. this, is that he is finally getting there for himself. And she is like, nope, can't be having yeah. that. I need my control. I think what makes it a little bit sluggish with this subplot in the episode is that I think we've already had our fill of Dolores and Terry standing out on a, a ravine somewhere or a, in a you know a big lush setting and them talking about you know we can make a life for ourselves and her thought you know with yeah, the philosophy. I think and... Dolores is at her best when she's playing off someone, whether it be yeah. Arnold, Bernard, William, yeah, you know, Man I- in Black. I think we're at a point where we've seen enough of this, we don't need to see any more of it, so some of this plot did slog a little bit in this episode, and it felt overextended yeah. for what it was. Uh, but the key points, that the ending, the tragedy of it, uh, the Clementine moment, and then just the, the, you know, the fact that we're setting up for the next episode, okay, they're getting the train ready. That's mm. all we kind of needed, and it you know it maybe had twice as many, like, well, not twice as many scenes, because it's not actually that many scenes, but twice as much runtime as it probably should have had. Yeah, it it was just a bit too much, wasn't it? Yeah, so I could see shame, that. It was a very focused episode. It was, and as was last week. Last week, of course, was one of the best episodes of the entire show. In fact, credit to Lisa Joy. I did not realize that was her directorial debut. Uh, oh, really? At least of the show, anyway. But that right. was her directorial debut. Uh, it may have been her directorial debut in general, but that was definitely the first episode of the show she directed. Uh, so that was. It was fantastic. Yeah. It's probably the best episode of the show so far. Maybe I'd have to. I need to rewatch season one before I yeah, can. Yeah, but I, I just rewatched yeah. it before we started, so it's a bit fresher in my mind. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to rewatch season one before I make any bold claims. Like this is the best episode of the season, absolutely. Um, and so that this one had like big shoes to fill coming in right after it. And and you know we we've been waiting on Shogun World so long, yeah. and I think the Shogun stuff paid off. It was a lot more straightforward than last week. I, I think last week like we we were you know getting heated and talking about debates and you know theorizing this and that about the meaning of life and who's a host and what does this mean about you know jim delos and everything else and this one was a bit more straightforward but the shogun yeah. stuff was really fascinating and then the subplot with dolores was kind of like okay right we've, we've done some of this before but yeah not the best episode of the show but solid um like i say i think all the stuff in shogun world 
if people are complaining about that, I don't get it because I thought it was very enjoyable and everything it did for Maeve was fantastic. Even if it's not going hitting at all these huge questions like last week was. Yeah, I wonder if like like we were saying, like maybe giving it a subplot. Like, I, I don't know if there's going to be a longer episode soon where we could have like taken something from, but like maybe if there was a subplot with some like some juiciest things to theorize over to sort of back it up, but I've maybe rounded out the episode uh, a bit more. Because obviously we started with that one scene with Bernard yeah. and. Uh, worth noting, they, they've lost uh, Abernathy again. Yeah, and we know that Dolores wants to find Abernathy in the... Outside of the park, yeah. Uh, Let's go get the train. Yes, yes, but this is still in the... I mean, there's a couple of days passing this episode, but that's still yeah. the two weeks ago timeline, if you will. It is, yes. Yeah, uh, as, as is most of this, really, because uh, Maven's that definitely is as well. Yeah. It's just Bernard, obviously, in the start of the episode, this, this, the, yeah, uh, but... the, the future or the present-day timeline, whatever you want to call it. Right. His timeline. Yes, the post... The the two weeks later timeline. Jesus Christ, this is, this is yeah. getting confusing. Uh, no, it's going to get really annoying when they tell us it wasn't actually two weeks. Oh, yeah, it's been ten years, and they're still trying and, yeah, to figure I, it out. I don't know how long it's been, but, you know, it's starting to feel like we're progressing through these two weeks relatively quickly. Yeah, because it, it goes from day to night a couple of times in this episode, so uh, at least yeah. a few days passed in this one. Right, and I'm like, okay... Was it really two weeks? Because, you know, I've been doubting the the, the legitimacy of of what Bernard is being told. Yeah, no, that's a fair fair idea at this point. Um, Mm. It could go either way. I I could see it being just exactly two weeks. It could. And it could link up by the time we get to the end of the season. I think it's interesting to note that this is halfway through. This is now five out of ten. It is, and we've had a couple of episodes like this where we focus on a, doing a character piece for an mm. episode rather than a, a mystery, which is something that the last season didn't do that much of. It was mostly always in furthermore of the, the mystery. You know, we'd have a, a character plot. It, you know, one of the subplots would usually yeah. be a, a character piece, but this was the whole episode was mostly focused on me. I'm actually quite happy for it to do that because last week was arguably kind of that as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's good. I, I think, like, really get into the emotion of it is that just as valid as it's focusing more on the, the sci-fi and the mystery of it oh, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think if anything we could do with one of those for dolores to to flesh out this new I version th- of her i think it's coming yeah i don't think next week i think next week we have you know another uh, they'll rotate through them a bit so you know one that's like this character focus next will be yeah. a, bit, a bit more okay here's the mystery play that up and then maybe the one after I mean, I know Man in Black this week, and almost no Bernard, so I'm expecting both of those to get serious screen time next week. Yeah, I agree. And then I'd, I'd expect some follow-up on the Dolores stuff, because that was only a smaller plot compared yeah. to... I, I think Maeve will probably sit next week out. Yeah, there's basically four main plot strands to follow, and we usually get three of them per episode. Sometimes only yeah. two. Yeah. We got two and then one scene. Yeah, in. so... Uh, but no so obviously this has not been as long as a discussion as it usually is but I mean it was a shorter episode it was only really two plots uh, overall and not as much to kind of like theorise about obviously I'm excited about Maeve going full god mode <laughs> yeah definitely so we'll see how that plays out but I'm, I'm excited for her manipulating stuff all gone just remembered Luke Cage it was Method Man not RZA Method Man that's the one I was thinking of RZA uh, is in the Wu-Tang Clan oh as well, sure like, but I knew there was one that I would recognise the name yeah. Oh, I, I, I took a stab in the dark with Ice Cube, but I'll take Method Man. That's the one. Okay. One that sounds like a superhero. <laughs> yeah. It does. Why, why, why they went with him. Yeah, that's why they picked him. He's a superhero one, so yeah. go with Method Man. Uh, but no, uh, so 
Um, um, no, obviously uh, we're excited about next week's episode, so we'll be back next week for that. Uh, let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mail underscore fudge for channel updates. If you want to support the channel, head over to patreon.com slash TV. You can do that over there. Uh, but otherwise, that is us. And maybe we can maybe put some bets on this. Do you think this will be the shortest review of the season? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'll be surprised if another one is short as this. Because uh, typically, I mean, we've went almost an hour in a couple of them, I think, right? I think last week we went over an hour. Was it? Was last week like 70 minutes? I think it was. I, you're I right. think it was, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I guess maybe in that sense, you could say this is a little bit disappointing because it didn't give us that much to dig into. I mean, sure. But as, as, as a. As something to discuss, I, I guess it's a little bit more disappointing as a piece of entertainment. Yeah, that's, that's all I mean. That, that is literally yeah. all I mean. Like, I, I, I enjoyed the Shogun stuff a lot. So, uh, yeah. I just mean in terms of like you know, it's usually forty-five minutes to over an hour of us. If people are just dis- disappointed because yeah. they haven't got the discussion that they usually wanted, yeah, you know, in in whatever community they're in, and they you know they they feel that the discussion is lacking this week a little, and that's a big part of the experience of the show for a lot of people, us included. Yeah, okay. uh, so I, I can understand the disappointment on that level. So there we go. Uh, But that is us. Thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got any vanilla?